To the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Yes, it was expected. You know, I didn't think that they would make a move in season. I think it's also an indictment on the defensive coaching staff that they don't feel that anyone would be capable of stepping in even in, you know, for three games and filling that role. Like you're playing the Panthers, you're playing the worst team in the league next week. And you didn't think anyone on your coaching staff could step in as DC in an interim capacity. Like there's nobody you want to get a longer look at. And these final three weeks, like playoffs be damned. You know, it's not about that at this point. If we're quote unquote evaluating the entire offense and the players and Jordan Love and all this stuff, like you're not getting a fair shake at it when you're you have this inability to actually put anything productive on the field on defense either. So that's one thought, right? Is that it was kind of an indictment on the defensive coaching staff as a whole, which is a coaching staff that Matt LaFleur has helped put together. So that's kind of a concern. Like you think there's going to be, if Joe Barry is gone, I think a lot of pieces have to go with him. Otherwise, what's the point? Like it either has to be like a cleaning of the house on that side of the ball, or this is what it is. Because I don't think that this is the ticket. Mm -hmm. My second thought in all of this is I don't know what it does to the locker room. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's mixed reviews. And I think people like Joe Barry. And I, you know, he seems like a good guy. It's I don't think it's anything about him as a person or who he is as a coach, but When Matt LaFleur goes up there and starts talking about how it's communication issues and execution issues, to me, it feels like putting a Band-Aid on something that needs stitches. Like, it's not the right fix, and I hope that it's not changing the culture of the guys in the locker room. Because sometimes you want to send a message, and I understand, right, like, we are a week away from Christmas. It's not really a fun time to think about losing your job, firing one of your friends, things of that nature. But there's a, a growing concern to me that if you if you stick with this, that you could end up souring some of the guys in the locker room. And we can talk about that, you know, in a little bit more detail. But it sounds like there's mixed reviews already from the players. And I, I don't know if people were expecting something, but, you know, you get some guys that say like, yeah, you know, Joe Barry talked to us and this is on us. We have to fix it. And then you get some players that are like, yeah, no comment. I'm not talking about what we talked about. And I, if you have such a young team in search of players that are leaders, I don't like it. You know, I, I'm not, I never advocate for somebody to lose their job, but I don't like the message that it sends when you have a coaching staff that's getting up there and saying, honestly, the problem really was our guys. Like that's a bad look to me. And I think it's kind of offensive to the players that are being put in bad spots. And if the communication is that bad in week 15 of the season that you're still having these week one issues, then everybody, everybody needs to get their shit figured out because it's been 15 weeks. Yeah. So I have a few things to comment on. One being you made a number of excellent points that I agree with all of them. I, I think to your point on Joe, to me, it's like, what does it, my, my, I weighed like, what's the point with three weeks Right. If they were a shoe in for the playoffs and you want to like galvanize your guys going into like a stretch run, then I'd be like, okay, I could see it, get someone new in, rejuvenate. And I recorded pack a day. If you haven't listened to it yet with Alex Strofe, and he made a really nice point about like what the, you know, the bills fired their offensive coordinator and look at the turnaround that they've had. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's like a, something that you can point to. 
that's not where the Packers are at. Um, and so you're just kind of like, well, maybe like just keep this where it is. And yes, we don't have anyone internally that we feel like we want to elevate. And to your point, that's a bad sign. And if by in this offseason, we're going to be making a change, I think we need to clean house. I mean, this is like top to bottom. And I think it goes to your second point, which is if you're getting up there and you're saying it's communication issues and it's week 15, that is an indictment once again, in my eyes, on the coaching I am, again, if that's your excuse, quote unquote, on why this defense performed poorly, I am once again looking at the coaches and saying, it's week 15. Why are your guys not prepared? Yeah. Why are your guys not communicating properly? Like, I, again, am not looking at these players. And sure, like, some of it is execution. Of course it is. But all of it, I think it's like it's just clearly a systemic issue. And when you have a pervasive systemic issue, it's not a player issue. It is a leadership coaching problem. So if you're going to go out there and make a change this offseason, it's got to be like full scale change. Clean slate. Like apology. Again, I'm like I hate advocating, like you said, for people who lose jobs, but like it's got to be everyone because to your point, again, you don't even want to elevate anyone into an interim role here. That is such a bad sign. And then to your second point about the locker room, not great. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces here right now. And, you know, Quay was like, I'm not making a comment. You know, we're going to talk about jaw in a second. Like, there's a lot of guys in there who, and this is like pure speculation on fan part. Like we are not in the locker room, but I could not imagine, you know, being asked to run a scheme that clearly isn't working, that is being picked apart by opposing offenses who are below your caliber in talent level. Communication be damned. It's still not going well. And then you're getting blamed <laughs> by your coaching staff for it going poorly. It's a re- really bad recipe. It's a really bad recipe for um, some bad vibes. And it's it's almost counter to, we're going to talk about in a second, to an offense that's on a completely opposite trajectory, which is in a really good spot, on the up, cohesive, obviously still working through some things, but starting to gel really nicely. Some guys who are really starting to click with their quarterback. So it's just this really odd juxtaposition from the opposite side of the ball. And you want the whole team. I mean, this is a unit. They need to be compatible with one another. They need to be working together. And again, I'm, this is speculation and like, I'm not going to like put words in the player's mouths, but if I'm a defender you know, and I'm looking, I'm Kenny Clark or I'm Rashawn Gary, or at least the guys on the front who play their asses off in this game and the front did everything possible, you know, to to try to stop Baker. And like, I think if the front didn't get home in this game, it was like game over. Um, and I'm saying like, I just, I just played my tail off and I'm trying to like keep this 
at least close so that my young quarterback can go and try to win games. I'm doing everything possible and it's just not good enough. Like it's just not good enough. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do here. Um, I, as everyone knows who listens to the show, am not a Joe Barry fan and I'm not a fan of the scheme. And I saw a stat, again, I want your thoughts on this. I saw a stat, all the Vic Fangio um, stemmed defenses right now are bottom of the league in defensive DVOA. They, you know, I, I'll have to find it. I actually, I'll, I sent it to my dad because I knew he'd get a kick out of it. Yeah. So the Dolphins right now are 13th. Um, the Rams are 21st. The Eagles are 22nd. The Panthers are 27th. Chargers 28th. Packers 29th in defensive DPOA. Those are all Fangio style defenses. And I just feel like, call me crazy, but maybe, just maybe, as NFL offenses, evolve (laughs) they have this defense styles number and you have to evolve with it and you have to find a new style of defense to combat what nfl offenses are now putting on tape and we are now in a place where green bay's defensive style is just outdated and when your bottom of the barrel offenses are picking you apart it doesn't matter how good your skill players are you're gonna lose (laughs) 